COVID-19 patients need your help. If you fully recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have the antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients recover. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit vitalant.org today to schedule an appointment to donate blood. That's V-I-T-A-L-A-N-T dot Help save lives and schedule your appointment at vitalant.org. You could help save lives. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online. So any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. So we're calling for a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com. This is an ode to the glass noodle. You may be glass only in name, but our love for you is crystal clear in every Bibigo Korean dumpling. Your tantalizing texture tickles the taste buds. And while you are see-through, the world can't help but see you. The Glass Noodle, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every plump and juicy Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. This is Podco Media Networks. On episode 90 of Confessions of a Marketer, we're talking podcasting. Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. Fellow podcaster Benjamin Shapiro is in to chat about one of my favorite subjects, podcasting. We will have that chat in just a moment. Coming soon, we have Mitch Duckler on differentiating your brand, Steve Rendazzo on experiences, David Lemley on retail voodoo, and David C. Baker on using a wide collection of interests and experiences to build an agency. He's had a really fascinating career, and we had a great discussion. Can't wait for you to hear that. We also have lots of other great conversations in the works as we head into the fall here in the Northern Hemisphere. Lots of plans coming up for really interesting discussions. Hope you can stay tuned for that. This is episode 90. We'll hit our 100th episode in late September with some fun plans in store to celebrate that milestone. I started this show with a few friends and colleagues who I love to talk with, and it has grown from there. Then we added the Innovation Podcast along with my partner, Garnett Harriman. That has generated a lot of interest, and the guests there have been really fascinating. Now we've launched Podco Media Networks, and we have three other podcasts, Demystifying Data with Chris Clegg, My First Job with John Chang, and Mondays with Roger, hosted by Roger Entner. I'm talking every day with hosts for new shows, and we'll be releasing those soon. It'll be a busy few months leading up to the end of the year. Can't wait for you to hear the lineup. You can head over to podcomedia.com to listen and subscribe to all the pods we have now. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. Okay, on to Benjamin Shapiro. Ben hosts a podcast, the MarTech Podcast, and we have bumped into each other a few times over the past year or so. We chatted on the phone a while back about our shared experiences, and in this first part of our chat, we get a look at Ben's background, how he came up with the idea of starting a podcast. 
He says he started it as an art project and that it can all be traced back to a few too many beers and a ride in a lift, but then what can't be traced back to that? It was a great chat. Let's get to it. Ben, welcome to Confessions of a Marketer. I guess we could call this one Confessions of a Podcaster. Uh, we can call it whatever you want. It's your show, but I'm but I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you here. Can you tell me about your background and how you ended up in the podcast game? Yeah, I think you know I consider myself to be a marketer um, more than just a, a podcaster. I think that the... 10,000 foot view as I started off my career, bounced around a little bit and eventually landed working at eBay right around the company. Actually, my first day was the 10 year anniversary of the company. So as it was peaking in terms of being an internet powerhouse, kind of the end of the web 1.0 era into when eBay started to have slower growth and kind of move towards a, a cash cow. I worked in business development for six of my seven years at eBay and eventually transitioned into the SEO team to help manage some of the content development. And in parallel to that, I was also starting a startup called strumschool.com, which was a a video guitar lesson marketplace, which connected students and teachers. Um, And so I was working at a big company and getting, you know, good management and career experience, but I felt like I wasn't building anything. And that was something that I felt was important to me is to learn how, you know, the internet and the marketing side actually worked. Yeah. So I left eBay to to run my own startup, which went the way that most first time startup founders, startups go. I We got to the point of almost making money. And huh. uh, at, at some point uh, decided that I needed to go back in house And uh, we did the marketing very well, but the product wasn't great. Uh, I'd like to say that we were uh, a little bit ahead of the market in that people weren't ready to talk to other people over video for guitar lessons. Yeah. Um, But that's probably me just making excuses for not being a a great product founder. And uh, went back in-house to run the marketing department at early stage startups for about five years. And then uh, about three years ago, I decided to go out on my own again. But this time, I was more of the product than the, the, you know, running an actual startup. I I started an independent marketing consulting business. I was just a little tired of sort of the grind of the early stage startup business. When you're running the marketing department, there's a lot of pressure and the hope that your equity will be worthwhile in five years from now. And that balance just didn't really meet my lifestyle um, as I was getting married and starting to build a family. Um, And so I've been an independent marketing consultant for about three years. And through that practice, starting to get into podcasting as a, as a content play. And and eventually now I'm, uh, let's essentially just call it a full-time podcaster. So, you know, I've, I've, kind of worn a couple of different hats, companies big and small, and uh, tested a bunch of different methods and mediums of marketing from performance marketing to brand marketing. And now content development podcasts are really my focus. So were you developing podcasts for your clients before you started your own? You know, um, I got into the podcast space more as an art project. (laughs) There's a little bit of a, I hope it's a funny story. I I think it's entertaining. Um, I had a couple too many beers at a party. And I was driving, uh, I called a lift to drive me home across San Francisco where I was living at the time. 
and uh, was feeling a little boisterous and sat in the front seat and started a conversation with the driver and asked him where he was from. And he said he was from North Korea. Wow. And I'd never met anybody from North Korea before. And I was like, no, 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 you guy didn't speak English very well. I was like, no, 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 you mean South Korea. He's like, no, I'm from North Korea. Yeah. And uh, we started talking about his story and it was incredible. He had defected from North Korea uh, twice, got caught once, sent back, worked at a internment camp. Essentially, he was a slave yeah. and somehow escaped again and through the United Nations defected to the suburbs of San Francisco and was studying software engineering and driving a lift to make a living. And his story was just so interesting that I just felt like it needed to be told. And so I told him I wanted to hear the full version of it and uh, that I, if he wanted to tell the story to other people, I would figure out a way to turn it into a podcast. Yeah, And uh, that was a project called A Long Road Home. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is still live today. Uh, the, the feed should be reestablished. We had some technical difficulties with it, but ALRH.com is the website, or you could just search A Long Road Home. And that was really how I got into podcasting was starting with this art project. I was just inspired by somebody else's story and wanted to find a way to tell it. And that kind of was my first experiment in podcasting. So do you find your guests in lifts all the time? Is that how you... <laughs> well, for... For that show, I did. I would actually, and I just generally, when I get into a car with somebody, feel obligated to have a conversation with them. And uh, so I, I found a couple people to become a guest of the A Long Road Home podcast. We've done two seasons of it. I don't find a lot of guests for the show that I work on full-time now, the MarTech podcast, in lifts. That's pretty infrequent. I don't think it's actually ever happened. So can you walk me through the process of finding guests? Well, maybe back up from that. How do you arrive at the subjects you want to cover? Then how do you find guests? And, And walk me through your process of producing each episode. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a little different for each show. For A Long Road Home, you know, I had to meet random strangers and, and you know, say, hey, I'm a host of a podcast. And that was very challenging. It's one of the reasons why I stopped working on that podcast. And I started two others. One was called For the Fans by the Fans, which was a sports show. And the other one was the MarTech podcast. And Uh, For For the Fans, By the Fans, I was talking to other sports fans that were either my friends or or mutual friends that were sports fans of a team that my team was playing against, and we would sit down and talk about sports. And so that was mostly networking. For the MarTech podcast, which is what I do full-time these days, the show is a, a show where we talk to professional marketers about their career development, about some of the practices of marketing tools, tips, tricks, you know, and and just generally which direction the the marketing and technology landscape is heading. Initially, when I started to build the show, I reached out to people in my personal network. Right. So they were all subject matter experts. I think my first interview was somebody that worked for a company called The Ben Group, Greg Isaacs. And and that, that was a company that was doing advertising or product placement in Netflix and Amazon Prime shows. So instead of, because there are no commercials, they figure out ways to get Pepsi onto the house of cards or Chevy into 
orange is the new black. Yeah. And so it was an interesting marketing channel. And just asked the person that I knew that was there, that was at the time, the, the CMO and CPO to be a guest on my show and have an hour conversation about his practice. And I would create a piece of content for him. And I went through a couple other, you know, iterations of that, just talking to friends that were in my professional network, offering to create content for them. And, and I was asking for a favor to have them be a guest on the show that I was launching. So at first it was favors from people that I already knew. As the show became more popular, I started finding that I had more people that were consuming the content or my guests were sharing the content and people that were their followers or friends on LinkedIn were starting to comment. And so for those people that were liking and commenting on my show, I would connect with them on LinkedIn. And for the people that had interesting profiles or worked in an area that I hadn't covered yet, I would reach out and say, thanks for you know connecting. The reason I reached out was I'm building the MarTech podcast and I don't have any speakers that can talk about influencer marketing or performance marketing or whatever the subject is. It looks like you've got some great experience. Would you be interested in being a guest on the show? So I essentially started looking for the second connections of the people that were in my network. And after, after about six months, um, when the show had you know gained a fair amount of traction, we were up to probably five to 7,000 downloads per month. Um, and we were in some of the podcast charts. I started getting more inbound requests from PR agents who were interested in placing, you know, executives from their company on podcasts. And so now the people that are on my show are, you know, at times personal networks and second connections, people that I have interesting stories. I still use those mediums, but I got a lot of inbound requests of somebody that's an executive that wants to talk about a specific subject. And so a lot of the guesting is organic. It'll, it'll come to me or they're, they're sponsored posts where, you know, people are paying to be on the show. I get a lot of solicitations every week and it's kind of interesting seeing people that I hadn't heard of or people I had heard of who I didn't know soliciting me to be on the show. And it's it's led to some really interesting conversations. The MarTech podcast is a daily show. Yeah. And so we try to create a format of the show where you can get a, a daily dose of something that's interesting in a marketing channel that if you're familiar with the guest will have a perspective that might be different than yours, um, or they're going to introduce you to a channel that isn't a typical one. And, you know, we do some longer format, longer pieces of con longer format pieces of content. But since we are producing five episodes a week, every workday, you know, it, it's nice to be able to have, we, we have the ability to place a bunch of people on the show. It's not like I'm doing four interviews sure. and each piece of content is a white paper, you know, it's somewhere in between a white paper and a tweet, you yeah. know, the shorter form content. Yeah. When did you move to daily? I do confessions of a marketer now twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays, and uh, it's, it's a lot of work. So what's it like doing a daily and when did you move there? Yeah. Um, I think I officially moved to a daily show at either the end of last year or the beginning of this year, I I set the goal of reaching 10,000 downloads a month right. in our first year of production. And one of the things that I realized, if that was my KPI, one of the way to hack it was 
to produce more content. Sure. And so we went from once a week to twice a week to three times a week. And instead of doing three interviews, what I would do is have a guest come on the show and break the conversation into multiple pieces. So I'm getting twice the amount of content from our interview with doing the same amount of work. And because the format of the show is shorter form content, you know, I'm able to record multiple pieces of content. So per interview. And so that helped me move to a daily show without having to do two or three times or five times the amount of coordination of our guests. Right. And so that made it a little easier, but I also, you know, made a strategic decision for my business that I wasn't going to take on more consulting work. And I was going to try to build the MarTech podcast to be a sponsorship driven product, um, a product, you know, I mean, it's a product, a content (laughs) asset for my business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when I realized that we were going to go towards a sponsorship model, I felt like going towards a daily show was the best way to get a higher volume of ad impressions and, and have more inventory to be able to sell the sponsors. All right. Next time, Benjamin and I wrap up our discussion on podcasting. Have we reached peak podcast? Not even close, according to Ben. And I can tell you, I was relieved when I heard that. So stay with us. This episode of Confessions of a Marketer is written, produced, and edited by yours truly. T. Jordan of A-Class Productions wrote the theme music. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Podco Media Networks. And this episode is copyright 2019. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time. You've never tried to eyeball six feet as often as you do now. You wear a mask, you wash your hands, and you've stayed within the walls of your apartment for more hours than you care to add up. But unless you live in a smoke-free building, you're not exactly home free. Secondhand smoke drifting through the cracks in walls or sink drains carries toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. And right now, lung health is key. Go to tobaccofreeca.com to learn how to stay safe.